for me, but now I need you to give it up for Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Oh, come on, you can do better than that. Jesus up in here. Hey, listen, you can grab a seat, grab a seat, grab a seat. I'm about to do snow angels. I ain't even going to preach. It don't matter. No, uh, man, I am so honored and excited to be with you today and share the word of God. And uh, this is a special Sunday. It's a special Sunday for so many different reasons. Um, but what you need to know is anytime we gather around the word of God, anytime we come together, God stands ready to meet us. Does anybody need a meeting with Jesus today? Anybody, anybody? Well, hey, listen, uh, today's going to be good. I'm excited for the word. I got to take a moment just to say thank you so much and truly how much I love Pastors Mike and Natalie. They are um, just everything to me, my family, my wife, my kids. And uh, I didn't make the cut for the video for some reason. Somehow I'm over the video. Didn't make the video, but no, I'm joking. Hey, I just I love y'all so much. I think you're back there. I love y'all. Happy birthday. And I'm with you till we die. Can we give it up for our pastors, pastors Mike and Natalie? Hey, listen, we, this is week 15 of Crazy Faith. Come on. Has anybody enjoyed this series so far? Hey, listen, today, if you haven't been here, I'm going to catch you up. All right, here you go. Crazy baby, maybe, wavy, daily, hazy, lady, tracing, hasty, FOMO, fugazi, blazy, training, casey. I think I said a couple of titles a couple of times, but anyways... If you haven't been with us, this series has been absolutely amazing. We've been talking about crazy faith and what that looks like in our lives and really what that means for us. And today we're going to take it a step further. So if you're ready for the word, I need you to say, yeah. Ooh, that was good. That was good. All right. Turn in your Bibles to Mark 10, 45. Mark 10, 45. Does anybody have a real Bible? Like, hold your Bible up if your Bible don't need charging. Come on, holler at your boy. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, listen, Mark 10, uh, 46 actually is where we'll start. 10, 46, verse 46. We're going to have an amazing time gathering around the Word of God. This is what the Bible says. Mark 10, starting in verse 46. Then they reached Jericho. And as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. And a blind beggar, everybody say blind. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 48, be quiet. Many people yelled at him because they fake and they don't need a healing, apparently. It says, but he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said to them, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. The same jokers that was just telling him to be quiet. are like, oh, he called you? I'll bet. What's up, man? Yeah, you better go to Jesus. they just fake. Anyways, fake people then, fake people now. Hallelujah. <laughs> so they called the blind man. Cheer up, he's calling you. Verse 50, Bartimaeus threw aside his coat and he jumped up and came to Jesus. 51, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. The title of my message today, if you're taking notes, write this down. Stating faith. 
Stating faith. Stating faith. Stating faith. Let's pray. Lord God, we love you. Lord, you're so good. You're so gracious. You're so merciful. Lord, I thank you right now that your Holy Spirit is in this room. Lord, I thank you today that as your word goes forward, Lord Jesus, lives will be changed. Lord, minds that have been separated or dealing with worry and fear, Lord God, that peace would come over their life. Lord, I thank you that where you are, Lord Jesus, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So I thank you that there is freedom in this place today. Lord, anoint me in this moment to speak uh, exactly what you would have me to say. It's in Jesus' beautiful name. Everybody said. Amen. Uh, I have a beautiful, beautiful wife and a beautiful baby boy. Uh, my wife's name is Abby Rose, and then our little boy's name is Arlo Phoenix. He is not cute. He's beautiful. I want to be very clear on that. Some of you are like, he's a boy. He's beautiful. Listen, look at this picture and tell me this baby ain't beautiful. That is a beautiful baby if I ain't ever seen one. Now, just leave that up the whole message. No, I'm just kidding. You can take it down. That's my little boy Arlo and my wife Abby. Here's the thing with Arlo. Arlo is getting this weird thing now that I haven't, I didn't expect. It's our first boy and, and I didn't expect this. He's getting these things and you may have experienced this as a parent. He's getting these weird things called opinions. Have you heard of these? He's eight months old and he has opinions. Like he just thinks that he knows what he needs to do. And he started this thing where when he uh, wants something, he just looks at me and goes, hmm. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, it's a little intimidating. It's a little disrespectful. And so one day he grabbed my phone and I was like, you don't need, what are you doing with my phone? Like, you need to give me that. So I took my phone back and he goes, and I was like, did you, what? And I knew, cause I knew in his head he was cussing at me. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna give you another chance. He reached for it again. I said, you better back up in the name of Jesus. I put my, I backed the phone up. He goes, I was like, okay, now I'm about to fight you. I don't care how big you are. But I sat there and in this moment, we and Abby have been talking. We're kind of having a transition. Like before, he was just eating, sleeping, and pooping. But now, we're actually kind of have to figure out how we want to parent him. Like, what are we going to do when he starts throwing fits? You know the classic, like, back arch where he's like, I'm not going to move. He does that when he gets in his car seat. He's screaming. And so we're having to think through, like, what do we want to do with Arlo as he starts freaking out? And so I started doing this thing. When he starts grunting at me and going, it's very intimidating. I want to flick him in the nose or something weird, but I'm not going to do that. I walk up to him and I sit him down and I say, hey, listen, booty. I call him booty. I don't know where that came from. It was bear, then it was buka, then it was buka booty. I don't know. Anyways, I say, listen, Bubba, daddy loves you. And whatever you need help with, I can help you with it. But we do not grunt or yell to get what we want. Now, he has no idea what I'm saying at this point. He's eight months. He don't know. But I'm telling him, hey, listen, buddy, if you need something, just tell me. Like, as your father, I'll I'll get it for you, but I need you to use your words. I need you to just tell me what exactly it is that you need. I don't need you just leaning in a certain direction, not just reaching for something sometimes. If you need something, you just let me know. Now, this premise that I want to work from with my son Arlo is to believe how God looks at us sometimes. And what I mean is you have faith. And sometimes your faith just wants to lean in a certain direction. It wants to reach for certain things. But there are some times where you reach a level of maturity where God will lean over to you and say, I just need you to use your words. Like, I need you to actually tell me what it is that you need. I need you to say out of your mouth what it is that you need for me to do for you. Now, some of you are still trying to figure out where I'm going. Um, have you ever seen a crazy person? Raise your hand if you've ever seen a crazy person. Like, they just crazy. If you ain't raising your hand, uh. <laughs> um, anyways, how do you tell 
believe in person is crazy. Like sometimes they can just look at you and if they're really crazy, they give you a look and you're like, oh yeah, they are crazy. Walk on the other side of the street. But the main way I've realized that you tell if someone is crazy is when they start talking. Go with me. It's not just when you walk up and look at them, you're like, oh, that you can tell they're crazy. It's only when they start saying things out of their mouth that it becomes crazy. Can I present to you today that crazy faith is not crazy until you start saying something? And some of us have just had faith that has been in your journal, it's been up on a shelf, but it's not crazy until you start talking. Is anybody awake this morning with me? Matter of fact, write down my first point. Write this down, write this down, because I need to make it so clear for you. It's not crazy faith until you start stating faith. It can't be crazy if it's just in your journal locked up on a Tuesday. How, how is somebody going to know you have crazy faith? It's when you walk up to things that are dead and say, yeah, that's going to live right now. It's when you walk up into things that where it looks like it can't work out and you say, this is going to work out. It's when you start stating faith. It's when you start saying things out of your mouth that don't seem to make sense. It doesn't feel like it's going to line up. It looks different than what you currently see. But when you start saying things out of your mouth, it turns from just faith to now it steps into a category of crazy faith where there's no other way that anybody can do it except for God. It's, it's stating faith. It can't be crazy until you start saying something. But here's the thing, I can tell some of you, you're, you're just, you're not even tracking with me because you've bought into this idea of just think good thoughts. Have you ever heard this before? Like, just think good thoughts. So if your marriage is going bad, you're just, man, I think, I think it's going to work out. I think it's going to make a difference. I think my finances are going to come together. I think that I'll make it into this college. I'm thinking that maybe one day I'll be able to be a blessing to other people. Here's the only problem with that. The power of life and death is not in your thoughts. reside up here. Proverbs 18.21 says the power of life and death lies in your tongue. So until you start speaking some things out, until you start speaking some things out, there will always be things that should be dead that you're allowing to live because you haven't spoke to them yet. And in other categories, there will be things that should be alive, but you won't speak life to it yet. You're just... You're just hoping in a certain direction. You're just thinking maybe it will work out. You're just, but the power of life and death comes in your mouth. It's what you say. It's when you start speaking the things. It's when you say out loud that I, I will be whole. I will be healed. My marriage will work out. I will be all God has called me to be. But here's the thing. What's crazy is the enemy knows this. He, you know the, you know he knows scripture, right? Like you think he don't. He was an angel. So if he knows the power of life and death is in your tongue, he's so glad when you think good thoughts. Let me break this down for you. Genesis 3. In Genesis 3, we see an interaction between Satan and Eve. It's in the form of a snake. It says there's a conversation that happens and the snake comes up to Eve and is like, hey, what you doing? Now pause. If I'm Eve and a snake starts talking, boy, what you doing? But we don't see this from Eve. She has an interaction, an exchange. You know the story. She eats the apple, gives it to her dumb husband. He eats the apple. The fall of man happens. 
And we never hear or see in scripture of Satan talking to another human out loud in this form. Follow me. When you just think good thoughts, you keep it on a battlefield that the enemy can still operate. But when you say things out of your mouth, he can't talk out loud anymore. So when you take it to a battle, come on now, when you take it to a battlefield in a space that he can't operate anymore, you start changing the narrative. You start switching things around because he don't work there no more. He has no jurisdiction when you start speaking things out of your mouth. This, I'm telling you right now, this is going to be heavy, so you're going to need to track with me the whole time. But he wants you just to keep it up here because the Bible talks about taking thoughts captive that the enemy sends. So he's going to send doubt. He's going to send fear. But when he sends fear and said, I'm not fearful, but I, am, I trust in the one who made me. And I have confidence from the inside of me that comes from the whole. What are you going to do? Some of us, we just, it's just all thoughts. We're just hoping and praying that maybe it'll work out. I think maybe this thing will will work with me, but the Bible says in Romans 4, 17, you can speak to things that are not as though they were. So here's the thing you have to know. As long as you keep it up here, the enemy's not worried about it. He's not worried about that thing that God told you at conference or two years ago, as long as it's just up here. He ain't worried about it. But he knows that since you have power to give life and death to things by what you say, he's fighting as hard as he can to get you in your mind to think, that's crazy. Don't say that out loud. People will think you're weird. That's a little much. Wouldn't that be weird if you said that? But some of you today are going to get some confidence that I don't care what he's trying to say to me, but I'm going to start stating faith. I'm going to start speaking things out of my mouth. And God, I will see it come to pass. If you believe it right now, can you give our God a shout of praise? We started saying this. We say everywhere we go, it is so. Here's what you need to know. This isn't founded on our just good ideas or good thoughts. This is scripture and saying that if God said it, then I'm settled. Like this isn't, I want to be very clear. This is not name it and claim it. Because some of y'all out here talking, I got a Mercedes. I got a Benz. I got, no, that's not like, you just making up stuff. And God doesn't bless you to stunt on people. So that's not how, that's the whole message right there. Anyways. Mercedes faith? I don't know. Maybe. Anyways. But what you have to understand is when you start speaking things out of your mouth, it changes the narrative. Now, some of you think this is just like a good theory, a good idea. Look at the scripture we just read. Go back to Mark, and I'm going I'm to take this all the way through for you. Look, look at this story in Mark. This blind man walks up to Jesus. Well, first, he's, he's off to the side. It said he's sitting on the side of the road, and he hears Jesus walking by. And he says, when Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet. Many people yelled at him. This is what happens when you start stating faith. When you start saying stuff that don't look like what everybody else sees, there will be people in your life that are like, yeah, I wouldn't. Really? Like, let's make a really from like on the north side of Tulsa to a grocery store to like an arena. Like, really? Like, really? Like white, black, yellow, like every color in one place. Really? Really? You're going to pay off that building like in six months. Really? There will be people who will. 
who will try to get you to be quiet, that will try to silence your crazy faith, that will try to say, hey, I don't, and this is why you need to check your circle, because if you don't have faith to roll with me where I'm going, holler at your boy. But as for me and my house, we will serve the world, Lord, and we will see our plans come to pass. It's the powers when you start stating faith. And here's the thing. Furthermore, there will be times where others discourage you, but there will be times where a very real sense of it's yourself discouraging you. You discouraging you. It's, I don't know if this is going to work out. And I thought God said at this age I would be married by now and or I'd have this amount of money or I wouldn't be in this place or I'd have that, that job that I always, or my kids, they would have worked out. I thought like, but here's the thing. You cannot allow what others say and what you see to keep you from stating your faith. I'm going to say it again. You cannot allow what others say and what you currently see to keep you from stating your faith. Very practically, blind Bartimaeus couldn't see. So if he was going to look at his situation and then determine if he was going to have faith or not, we would never have this story in the Bible. Some of you are looking at things right now and they don't look right and it seems a little blurry and it seems a little off, but you cannot allow what you are currently seeing to keep you from speaking what God has said. You, you can't. That, that, that. You'll find yourself in a place of always being discouraged, of always needing God to prove it to you or, or just give me. If you give me how it's going to look, God, then I'll take the step. But that's not it. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. So that means that if you don't have the whole picture, it's a great opportunity to get your faith in action and start saying things that don't look like what they are. Some of you, you... You need to go, very practically, you need to go and start writing. Every, think of everything that's wrong, and you need to start writing the opposite. My husband can communicate so clearly and express love to me in a way that is unparalleled to anybody else. See, y'all laughing, but this is what you're dealing with right now. I am so qualified for this job, it's not even funny. And I will get it, and it's going to be a testament to God's grace when I get in the position. It's so crazy how it can come from where I came from, but I'm going to be in that college, and I'm going to be over that college one day. Quit playing with me. Come on. we got to start stating faith. we gotta, we got to start speaking things out. we got to, even if it sounds crazy, even if it feels like, I don't know if this is weird and... This is, very, this is very real for me right now. Me and my wife, like this, anytime anybody gets on this stage, we talk about when we're um, talking in, in our team of, of forming messages and sermons that we don't ever want to talk about something that's fake or that we're not actually experiencing. And that's the way I had a completely different message. And then last week I was like, you know you just made that up. Come on, I'm trying to deal with this. So I was like, oh, okay, okay. So at conference, uh, me and my wife, we... We were there, and it was amazing, and we're leaving the last day of conference, and if you don't know, at conference, we got this word on the, literally the last day that we can't go back. Like, we can't go back. We're moving here, and so in 24 hours, we're like, yo, we're switching locations. We meet here now, and it was so amazing. So we go home. Uh, during conference, we stayed just right up the street at my in-law's house to stay because they live close. We lived far away, so I was like, let's just stay here. It'll be easy being here early in the mornings. Well, we, we get here after conference and we're, we go to the house because we're going to stay there one more night just to get our things packed up. And we're sitting there, me and my wife are talking, and uh, we're like, 
why are you feeling like the we can't go back thing? She's like, yeah, I don't know what that is. It's weird. And so I don't, we just start talking like, are you feeling? And we just felt kind of off. So we go in, in our ha- We go home and we, we get our things unpacked. We wake up the next morning and we both have this weird sense. Like it feels like this isn't our house. Like it is our house, but it isn't. Like it, this, this is where like we pay the rent. This is our house. But like I feel like, and we started talking and we both felt the exact same thing. We felt like God said, hey, I need you to pack up because this ain't your house and you can't go back. What the will, will, what you, what you mean? I want you to go live with your in-laws. The devil is a liar. You hear what I'm saying? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. But kind of though, I felt like, my in-laws are, they know I love them. I'm just joking. That's an easy joke. Like, I couldn't skip past that joke. I love my in-laws. I really do. But I was like, we got a baby? God, like, why would I move into, like, we don't have to. Like, we're doing good. And this is what God said. He said it so clear to me and Abby. And then a friend of ours came up. It hadn't been in our conversation and said the exact same thing. He said, I'm preparing your dream house for you, but you have to move out first before I'm going to give it to you. Now, it's easy to clap, scream, shout, and do a dance. But right now, two and a half months into it, I'm like, hey, God, so uh, about that thing you said. And here's the thing. I started realizing when people are like, where are you? you don't live at your own house? I'd be like, no, nah, we just we at a different location now. You know, we, diff- we done moved, you know, we're doing something different right now, you know, just getting some things together, you know what I'm saying? Just like, just saying everything, but, and God said, are you just going to like act like I didn't tell you? So are you going to keep that on the inside of you? And I had to say, you know what? I don't think if you think I'm crazy, I don't worry about what you think about me. I moved out of my house because I'm preparing because he said that he would have things for me that I didn't build or that I didn't do. So we out with our in-laws right now in our little studio bedroom and we prepare for our house. You hear what I'm